Hello everyone and welcome to That Brit Rest TV Show. Once again reviewing Five Star Wrestling. Uh, this is now episode number four as we chat with the one and only Chris Wilson, Soldier Boy. Hello. Hello there. How's it going? It, it's going all right, Christopher. How how you been? Yeah, yeah, Bob. I've been doing all right. Had a had a cracking Christmas. I don't think we've uh, podcasted since then. And then, yeah, straight back onto Five Star Wrestling. New Year Ooh. and all that lot, I guess. Woo. And <laughs> um, so, the Five Star Wrestling from the Sheffield Fly DSA Arena, uh, which is it's probably been called a few things, hasn't it? It has been. So it has been called the Motor Point Arena. The oh, I is should know you, all these. Lot. Util, is it a utility arena now? Utility arena these days. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm going to find the different names now because, like, literally when oh yeah, that was it. Yeah, because I um, I lived in Sheffield for three years at uni. So when I first started going, it was a Hallow FM arena. Uh, then it became just Sheffield Arena. Then Motor Point. Fly DSA until 2021. I'm pretty sure DSA doesn't exist as an airport anymore, by the way. So that's no, how well that's Doncaster going. Airport, I think, it, I think it does. Does it still? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm, there's long been rumours that, um, that it closed down, but I'm going to go quick look at that now. Um, from, from, from booking flights from Doncaster, I know it's one fly today, like East Midlands yeah. Airport, a bastard. Yeah. Is it the same as Robin Hood Airport? Because that one's closed. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll agree it's closed. Probably like Doncaster in general, which is closed yeah. now. Which is yeah. closed now One PW's gone. Yes, it has, yeah. The um, city of Doncaster, by the way. Somehow a city. They, they give a city status to anyone these days. They, they do. shit all. <laughs> they certainly do. Um, so... Sheffield Arena, I've uh, been twice before, once for NXT, the proper NXT, and also Bring Me The Horizon. Very good arena. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a quite good arena. I've been to countless gigs of, uh, like, my first ever big boy gig was Muse at Sheffield Arena, 2006, but I've, like, seen, like, uh, like Prodigy there. God, um I'm now enjoying a blank, but I've been there countless times. That's really bad. Uh, like a Kasabian I've seen there before. And like Biffy Clyro and, and, and such like that as well. You've got a great taste in music, I will say that. Yeah. Saying that, I also saw Nickelback there as well. Whichever, whatever your opinion of Nickelback is. And that rock Monday Night Raw theme tune, we're going out tonight. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I saw over whether a time of that album, it was a shit album as well. Which I, I'm, I'm actually quite a big Nickelback fan to the point where I can distinguish between the good and the shit ones. That's how you know much I like them. Sorry, so, <laughs> so five star wrestling, the 15th of February 2018. What I want to ask you, Chris. How the fuck did you get tickets for this, and why did you want tickets to this? So, um, so for weeks beforehand, because I don't think we've really talked much about this so far, but it became quite obvious if you're a user of uh, Twitter 
uh, that people were going to the previous shows and they were being heavily comped, shall we say. So mm. so I've had up quite a few people for like the Newcastle show, for example, they were just getting in whichever way they were like giving them away. Uh, they were like, you've accompanied them and all that lot. So what I did, because like I didn't really have much pull back on Twitter back then. This was before my shitposting days. Uh, but I just basically publicly said, I am not going to, I, I really want to go see Five Star Wrestling, but I refuse to pay a single penny for it. I just basically started asking around to see if anyone like would uh, give me a ticket or comp me a ticket. I think yeah. I even... I think I even like messaged five star wrestling directly, just like gives a ticket. I've got no press credentials about, but you know, just give me something. In the end, so on the day of the show itself, I hadn't got a ticket, and so I wasn't going to go. This is despite the fact I quite look like the look of they announced Rampage versus Rey Mysterio, as we established that the last episode. Um, and yeah, so I wasn't going to go. But what I did when I left for work that morning, I said to my mum, by the way, I may be going to a rescue show tonight. I'll let you know about dinner. Yeah. But lo and behold, uh, in the end, I got a free ticket from Davy Kilgallen. Uh, shout out Pepsi Graps on Twitter. Oh, yes. Um, I, bl- I believe he won them. On a radio competition, or or like an online competition, or something like that. But he like literally won them on that day because they were basically desperate to give away tickets. So he messaged me about it was like two o'clock as well, so it was quite late on. Bear in mind, this show started at seven o'clock. Um, I was just like, yeah, I've, I've, I've managed to bag uh, some free, uh, free ticket. Do you want one? I was just like, yeah, go on then. So, like, basically, it was a straight, straight away uh, driving straight from work at five o'clock to make the show at seven. Uh, so, yeah, I think I was like the smartly dressed, uh, smartest dressed man in there that evening because I, like, I went in my work clothes. I didn't take change clothes with me or anything like that. So, yeah, like, I had my purple shirt on and everything. Well, wasn't um, old Bashiel with you as well? He was. And I can't remember. How or why he was there? I think I want to say this was because he had a show. Uh, he had a year where he went to as many shows as possible, didn't he? I'm sure he did for hashtag sixty show year that a lot of guys did about yeah. this period. I think he did it too. I want to say he did it in 2017, and he sort of followed yours and Jeff's lead and and Davy's lead as well. And then yeah. Because I'm, a, I'm always a year late with everything. I did for hundred. I did a sixty show year in 2018, as it so happened. So, yeah, this was about show nine in a. It was sixty two. I did in the end actually 2018, which was good going. Different time. But yeah, I have. But I've got no idea why on a Thursday night, uh, Lene decided to go across for Pennines to watch Five Star Wrestling. I genuinely cannot remember. It, uh, unless he unless he got drawn in by Rampage versus Rey Mysterio as well, because obviously like Rampage is like, it, wait, it's, it's a Lene type wrestler, isn't it? It would have been the it, big, it's a, well, it's one a big bastard who, who punches hard. So, yeah, yeah. it would have been one of the biggest stars at the time on the uh, on the British scene. Still, um, I did I did think from the um, the opening pre-show spot that. The crowd looked healthy-ish, and then they um, panned the camera out, and they're like, oh, shit, there's a lot of tarpaul in there. There is. They 
did a better job of framing V Arena this time versus what we've done in previously weeks in terms of light treatment and all that lot. But where I sat, it was it was a very uh, good uh, seat as well. It's like directly opposite the entrance way. But in that bit, there was room for miles and miles. There was like enough room to stick your legs out and your arms out in a starfish shape, basically. Uh, if there couldn't be more than a hundred people in, in that stand there. Whereas like elsewhere, yeah. they actually wisely uh, filled up like the lower bit of the hard cam side and and yeah. uh, the, the little stand above it. So they actually learnt their lesson there. But it was uh, completely empty to the right of me as well. That was completely empty. And obviously the upper tiers went open. The stage was about halfway in. So it, what uh, Shift Arena did sometimes, because I, I went to see... Joe Bonabasa there with my dad quite a few years later, but they also have a configuration that's more only 2000, but it's supposed to be more like a theater type setup, which I oh, feel right. like is what they've done here. Right. So where they sort of like cut it off, it's sort of like in a corner. Yeah, basically. So, so this Shepherd show looks a lot better for it, but there was still, if there were 500 people there, I may be generous. And again, bearing in mind, Lots of us got comped in as well, so they're not making much money from this. So, um, as um, we, we we start the pre-show, we, we we'll have to point out here the the copies we got off. Um, I think they're on Facebook Live off the uh, Sheffield Star and um, other newspaper sites. Are yeah. in full. There are three matches missing, so um, we're, we're going to. Uh, rely on Chris's live thoughts from about five, five so, or six years ago. <laughs> literally six years ago in about two weeks' time. Yeah, I've, I've got to try and... So there's three matches in the middle, which when we get to, we'll point out, but I seemingly lost to history because I, I realised, because I only watched this today, um, watched it back, and I, was, I sort of like scrambled around on like YouTube Daily Motion, but yeah, they're just not there, so... Unless we're like sat somewhere on like extreme wrestling town store, that lot we've got some lost media on our hands, I think. Yeah, it's probably been lost, same as episode 18 of UWA Wrestling Rampage, never to be seen. Again. <laughs> so we have Steve Linsky, oh, old chief ring and knicker of Blackburn Town, and uh, his favorite, Steve Linsky, immediately fucking up, by the way. In my first, well, yes. my first, like, no, was like, yeah, I wish Eddie uh, was here to rip the shit out of Linsky. So he, he does say, make some noise as you hear. Nay. <laughs> Our first match for the evening is a three-way dance. It's oh, a three-way no, dance. Isn't? Yeah, because I feel like you could like hear Greg Lambert on the comms go, no, it isn't. Fuck you on about. And one thing you can't hear on commentary straight away is uh, Joe Hendry. Yeah, yeah. He's literally talking it, into the abyss. He is, yeah. Like, uh, Greg's just basically talking to himself. And all you can, the only things I could make out on Joe's microphone was they can't hear me. Yeah, I think you can sort of hear Dan Inkles, can't you? Probably. Oh, we don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, actually, starting off the um, show is um, a singles match uh, with James Greenwood as your referee. Um, we have Tango Tim Wiley versus 
17 years old, Ricky Knight Jr., RKJ. God, 17. How old's that put him now? Like, what? 23? 23. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I feel like he's been around for about 15 years, but he hasn't. Like, this was literally his... This was when he started getting more bookings elsewhere. It was literally around now. Yeah. In 2018. That is nuts. Because he'd be, he'd be tagging with, um, I think, his brother, uh, PJ, PJ, PJ Knight. Um, they, yeah. I think they did a tag team match at uh, one of the Guild All shows for PCW. That's one of the first times I saw him. And they also did it. I think it might have been against uh, Roy and Zach Knight. Um, the yeah. Hooligans. Um, oh, yeah, no. Just seeing Ricky Knight Jr. here, it's like Ricky Knight Jr.'s of, of 2024. Is that Ricky Knight Jr. of 2018? Yeah. Different. Like, person. literally, Ricky Knight Jr. Jr. here. It's, yeah, ridiculous. He just, yeah, he, he literally looks like a child. It's, it's, because he was a child, basically. I think this must be the first time I I watched him then, because I don't recall him appearing anywhere else beforehand. No, unless you were travelling down to Norwich, you're not you're not seeing him, in are you? I've never been to Norwich. Why why, why would I go down there? I don't think so. I'm casting Norwich on the shit list already. Um, so the uh, the actual Titantron has uh, technical difficulties as well. So yeah, no, it was all going to shit for Mister Hinkles here. As um, mm. well, you know what this? It's not a bad opener. This one um, I did find out that Tim is an expert in Israeli hand to hand combat, and they could do with him at this moment in time, couldn't they? I am not touching that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, Chris, what did you think of this matchup? No, I, I thought this was a decent match to get the crowd warmed up, in all fairness. It was it was nice to see sort of like... Ricky Knight Jr. was a lot warmer back then. He was very much going for the come on, clap, try to get like the audience into it, try to get a bit of that baby face fire to it. But it's mainly just um, the more experienced, more better built, etc., like Wiley sort of just getting the upper hand and even getting his first victory in five-star wrestling. So, congratulations, Tim. Yeah, Ricky Knight Jr. actually doing the corner drop kicks here, which is, I think, still part of his, you know, like his moveset nowadays. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in all fairness, from where he is now to where he was, it isn't that far away. It's just more a case of, it, it, as the years got on, gone on, and he just got that natural experience. Yeah, he just became like a, a, a better, although still not complete, in my opinion, product. Yeah. Um, he ends up um, hitting a um, Death Valley driver, but missing with the fall in with style, uh, mm. <laughs> which is it's sort of like <laughs> a swan tom, but not like a swan tom. It's just like the yeah. tumble, tumble that goes wrong. And then um, the roll of the dice from Tango Tim gets a victory. Every fucker uses a roll of a dice nowadays. They do, they do. I love a good roll of a dice, overdrive. Yeah, all, all the spinny manoeuvres where you cross end up taking more of a bump than your opponent. Yeah, crossroads. Play of the day. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot you can list there. Um, 
Match number two. Uh, what 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 rating do you give this anyway? Um, uh, to be fair, it was just like maybe like a two and a quarter, two and a half sort of range. It, it did its job, no complaints. Two point seven five. I gave this one. I thought it very good, yeah. very good opener. Yeah, fair enough, really. Yeah. Match number two now. It's a freeway match, and I put in brackets here. Are you sure? As, <laughs> as we're introduced to HC Drake, who's a regular on these uh, pre-show matches, versus mm-hmm. two people. I can't say. I think this is probably the last time I heard about them. Was Matty Mayhem and Alex Young? Um, Alex Young is a, a, a night trainee, so he was in the um, <laughs> the tranny van of eight. He was, yeah. He was in the caravan while uh, Matty Mayhem is apparently from the HT Drake's car uh, uh, of the roster. So, yeah, apparently he's from the northeast. I was going to ask you about these two guys because, like, I literally forgot about these two ever existing and I don't think I ever recall even hearing about them before or after this, which is very strange for Britvers. I think Alex Young, I have seen a promo photo with him in a hockey mask. Um, right. Matty Mayhem, I don't I don't think he's around or I don't see him on them. You know, when you do see pictures of HD Drake school and where he trains up yeah. in North East, I don't think I've seen this lad again. Mm. Yeah, because in all fairness, I've never really did anybody... North East shows, I did like one for ECW show during this this 60 show, yeah, but nothing really much else. And yeah, I can't say I've ever really heard of him. But yeah, I mean, I, I know like uh, Rampage Brown and all that, like, were bringing out a lot of students at this time. So. Yeah. Could, could have been from there. Um, yeah. The match the match itself, I did, I did put HD, I, I did feel that HD Drake was the glue. As the other two lads look very shindy. Yeah, the, the, the other two weren't very good. There's to be harsh, there's probably a reason why we didn't ever see him again after this. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, I mean, if I remember rightly, I mean, HT Drake hasn't had that much experience at this point either. I think he was just like, his like, biggest role was, I'm just what trying to get my timeline right. As a, what, what culture is like a sort of lackey, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, without sort of like, so he didn't really get his like in ring chops more until a bit later on. It was these two guys. Yeah, there was a bit with like a pump handle slam, but like looked like shit. Like there was a bit at the beginning where Mighty Mayhem just looked like he injured himself and had to like sit in the corner for two minutes to recover. And then there was was there a bit as well where like one of them goes for a pin and then the other one's supposed to break him up, but they forget to actually touch his body and they just break it off anyway. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, no, they they fuck that bit up. Um, yeah. May, Mayhem also it's like a goal to sleep for a two count. And um, we find out as well that HC Drake is a, a qualified skydiver. Buddy Greg Lambert coming out with all the backstory tonight. Um, Tim Wiley and uh, HC Drake. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to find something to try and get him over because I feel like. Tim Wiley and HT Drake are stuck in pre-show Facebook Live Purgatory at this point because it's three in a row for both of them now, I think. Yeah, yeah. But they do a job, but, well, 
literally H.C. Drake did the job as he got beat. It's a job, yeah. <laughs> Fucking like when I was watching Swallow, just like what? But I don't even because I remember seeing this match. Like, I don't remember fucking Matty Mayhem winning. <coughs> he could retire after that. He could say, "Yeah, I, I want to wrestle him match at Sheffield Arena." He doesn't need to do much else, does he? They don't even have to mention the crowd. Just say, no. "I won at Sheffield Arena." I won at Sheffield Arena. It was in front of two hundred fifty people, but yeah, ridiculous uh, turn of events there. Rating. Um, one and a half, I, I guess. I'm I'm probably saying one and a quarter. Not yeah. Good. It wasn't ideal. Shall we get into the main show now? As um, yep, Joe, Hen- Joe, Hen- Joe Hendry has his Commonwealth Games shirt on. Mm. Um, so this is obviously around the time. I think, I think he did end up competing in the games, didn't he? No, he, he did do it. Yeah, yeah. I remember because he like, and I think he did quite well. So I remember rightly. I'd have to I'd have to look, look that one up. But yeah, because I remember around this time, like he really bulked up for this as mm. well. Yeah, I don't think he no, won think... the medal, didn't he? Did he in the end? No, but but, but, but it was like because I think it was in the heavyweight division. But I remember at one point he was looking like really massive. I think it was like legit, like two thirty, two forty at one point. Yeah, because um, he, he because he, he's still a lot of like uh, I remember he did a lot of BWR around this point. So I've seen him quite a lot. He hadn't done that song yet though. Oh, getting accustomed to uh to, to Grimsby. <laughs> they're one of the best, they're one of the best songs um, ever. Ever at a show. I actually I think I told you I actually went back and watched it a couple of weeks ago. Still fun. You did. Yeah, because you started singing it to me in like random pub in Huddersfield. <laughs> let's get let's get into the opening now, which is a Jake Hager promo. Fucking hell, the crowd were doing cartwheels at this one, a Jack Swagger promo. Fuck me. Uh. Oh god, he's awful. He is absolute dog shit. I like Birdman, this is a former WWE champion as well. It is, yeah. And I can't tell whether or not he knows he can half-ass it because Dan Hinkles is a money back who's just put a big belt on him and is going to pay him 20 grand a week to fly in, half-ass it, go away again. So I'm not sure if he just he knows he doesn't have to be good. But it's not very good. Half-assing it in front of 19 million TV viewers. Fucking... yeah. Whatever it is this week, no, oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, did you notice there was a shot um, of of Lene doing the uh, Weaver People thing with his hand no, as he was didn't, entering I as well? I didn't notice that. No, yeah, I I've got the uh, video on just to like jog my memory. I think it's about thirty six minutes in. I have to get a screenshot of that for you. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, this promo. Bad, really bad. It was just basically, hey, look at me. I, I, I'm an American. I'm, I'm great. Oh, all you British guys aren't great. All American, American. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we all. That's we a promo for We, we also find out that. Um, What's it? The, the, the historic two-year reign of John Morrison. Fucking, it's not exactly Roman Reigns, is it? 
I mean, it's close. It's about the same amount of defences. Yeah, yeah, I, I probably agree with you there, but come on, it, 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 it's not touching the work of the tribal chief, this, is it? No. No, it's not. No, this is more touching the work of, yeah, Jack Swagger's WWE t- um, title reign, really. Um, yeah, if this was really bad and he says, yeah, tonight I'm going to challenge, uh, I'm going to face a, a British wrestler, I'm going to defend my title, which then brings out Zach Gibson. It does, yeah. Um, he's, uh, he, he's actually a really good uh, babyface promo here, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into what happens about quarter an hour later where, well, it, it turns bad again. But this, this promo... It's interesting. Makes- Promo's good. Interesting. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was that good. No. But I think it's because he's got nothing to work with because Jake Haker's so bad. Yeah, because he sort of like has to scramble to try and think of something else to say because Jake Hager's given him nothing. And then after he says, Oh, well, I want to like um, go for that title today, he starts saying, like, Jake, you're really boring. You're so boring. Everyone's going to turn the TV channel, which I don't think is a good thing to say in the wrestling show. And he starts going on about to get, then he starts going on about to catch his castle. Which celebs, go, remember, celebs go dating uh, as well. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember. I distinctly remember, as you can hear it, Takeshi's castle got a massive pop that night. Yeah. Popular show on Challenge TV with Craig Charles as the voiceover. It is. I mean, that's most people's like uh, childhood memories of like uh, unchallenged TV, but Takeshi's Castle followed by TNA Impact, you know. It, it was a good time for a lot of people. You, you think, though, I, I think as we mentioned maybe on episode two, that he would have mentioned, no, oh, people have been flicking over to the Premier League darts on Sky Sports. That's why they, they don't want to watch you, Jake Hager. yeah. Oh, I don't know. If, 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 yeah, no, I, I, to be fair, I thought this was just a really bad segment overall. I think, it establishes I think it, stuff, but yeah, not great. I, th- I think it established that Jake Hager doesn't want to fight Zach Gibson and he'll probably fight someone else later in the show. We'll find out who he is in a bit. As, yeah. we, as we get into match number one now, which was um, Brexit El Ligero. Uh, this is Joey Axel, who's been on a bit of a bit of a roll on a uh, five star wrestling mega push. God, I think this is our first pure problematic match of, of the service. Near enough, yeah, <laughs> yeah. On the problematic scale, it's good eight and yeah. a half. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's why Joey Axel isn't around anymore either. I'm sure he got uh, called out. Yeah. Um, which is a bit of a shame, really, because I thought this was a really good match as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. probably one of the most, one of the better work matches over the um, over the, over the uh, series. Over the whole series, yeah. I, I will say it just makes me sad all over again that El Ligero was a Rogan because I thought it was an absolutely fantastic wrestler, and every single match, oh, for the the vast majority of the matches I saw him in, I was always heavily engaged with with what he did, so. I think him being a Rogan, and unfortunately it being known for a long time before speaking up that it was a Rogan as well, because I heard stuff like years before this, and I wasn't really in the massive Brit service, but even I knew there were issues, shall we say. Yeah. 
But but yeah, but but it's such a crying shame because he was really good. Yeah, yeah. No, it, I, I'm probably of the same um, same opinion, Chris. As, yeah. you, you know, especially when, like when we used to go to like Tidal and all that, and he'd probably have the best matches of the lot. Yeah, yeah. Like plenty of times I went to CNGW, and like sometimes the show wasn't up to much, but as soon as he came out, and you know, he was really. Really good at getting the crowd into things as well, you know. The, the, the show turned around, so yeah. Oh well. We should, so we should we, probably stop this glimmy tribute to. I know, I know, I know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, before we get cancelled all over again, so yeah, yeah. But looking at it, just as like two people rescuing a rescuing match, though, this was a really good and one of the better ones we've seen so far on five star wrestling. Uh, yeah, no, um, Axel ends up winning with the airs lot, which is a manoeuvre that they're getting over really well. Um, I think he's won every I think he's won every match apart from that one loss to Haskins in that. Yeah, in the four bit got three fours beforehand. And again, yeah. I said it last time, I really like that finisher as well. I think it looks so effective. And I'm surprised no one's tried that on a bigger stage to get over as a finisher. Big Doin the Clown <laughs> fan back in the day, weren't he? He, he was the other one. Yeah, too. yeah. To do to do that maneuver well, explain to her. Yes, um, match number two now. Well, this is uh, as we mentioned on the previous episode. See, that doesn't work for me, bro. As uh, Rey Mysterio um, plans on facing Rampage Brown. So, for reason, I, mean, I was going to go regardless because I got a free ticket. But for reason why I almost may have paid for a ticket but i didn't but so this was the one i was looking forward to like yes this is like for me like a dream match having got familiar like rampage ralph like two years previously and what happens if a match it doesn't happen ah. fuck you dan hinkles <laughs> fuck you so um babyface zach gibson soon turns heel 10 minutes later as he attacks ray mysterio before the bell, match doesn't get started as Gibbo berates Ray as um, Ray's getting battered by Rampage. Um, yeah, and, and then ends up two ladies. So Sorry. with two ladies with like fiery sticks wave around in the background as well. Like he got full pyro here, and it's wasted for now uh, on on a running. Yeah, amazing um, stuff. RVD ends up coming out for the save, and I will say RVD has a nice Amsterdam track jacket. It is a nice jacket as well. Yeah, I, I know it's a nice little like red trim to it. Oh, I, 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 I do love a red trim, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but what, once again, Ray Mysterio. I'm not getting fucking pinned. We'll get into that. Doesn't work for me, brother. That'd be twenty grand, please, and first class airfare every single week. Fucking knows the business. Um, knows the business is uh, Mr. Oscar Gutierrez Jr. Yeah, I mean, I think we said it last time. All respect to him. You know, he's just been that Royal Rumble about three weeks ago. He won't stop banging on about it, and neither will Five Star. You know, that instantly puts up his value if he's suddenly getting pinned by. To to him, unfairly, uh, random British blokes on on a shitty free sports channel, it's going to devalue him. So I can see why he's gone this route. But Mm. yeah. Match number three now. As we have um, a mysterious man nearly falling off the the rampway. 
um, which we find out is Marcus Burke, the vegan warrior. Uh, he just shouts, I'm a vegan. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Just like a kid in front row. As he faces Eddie, the English lion, Ryan. Supposedly, uh, a right. bit of backstory here from Mr. Greg Lambert. Marcus has been a vegan from the age of six. That's nice. Don't know how it's going to help him win a wrestling match, but that's good to know. Um, th- this is now the match where I first spot um, a certain Chris Wilson in the foyer. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened in this match? Because I just because I was sat away from from uh, Davy and uh, Lene. Yeah. Um, because yeah, now I, I remember it now. Davy had a ticket and he had he won more tickets. And I think I was the only one to take it up, him up on it. So I was in the stands and he was on the floor, uh, which you, you, you see him a couple of times, like, of, like the camera shots and all that lot. So what was halfway through this match, and I thought, because in this match we'd get a shot of Bram in his hoodie. So ah, I yeah. thought, so I thought Lene and Davy had seen Bram and, and went, oh, fuck this, we're having none of, we're having none of this, we'll, we'll walk off. Yeah. So... Uh, there they are, like sat uh, where they are stood, like near the fire. Look to the left. Oh, there they are. I'll go down and say hello to them. And hence, uh, hence I go down in my purple work shirt to go say hello and realize that on some shots I am on camera. Yeah, and you promptly did the um, soldier boy dance, um, which I was like, someone's done the soldier boy dance over there. And then I think a couple of minutes later, I found out it was you. And like, yeah. Of course it was, yeah. Because we've been practicing that at Southside because they always played that of uh, the Sheffield shows, like constantly Soldier Boy. So like I think me, you and uh, Ben Corgan have perfected that dance like for months beforehand. Yeah. And when I saw the camera on me, I just thought, Soldier Boy, you <laughs> Did he have anything else, Soldier Boy? I don't think he ever did, did he? No, I don't think he did. Like literally a song named after himself. You, you can't really do much else after that. Literally a made boy um, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say with this match is they're really pushing that Plymouth show as their WrestleMania. <laughs> they are, yeah. It's their X7. I, I, I think they probably suspect that they're actually doing quite okay in terms of ticket sales. So, yeah, they're really, really going for it. They're really trying to build up Eddie Ryan as fast as they can, which when it comes to Plymouth, it has worked, but before that, absolute crickets for this match. The, the, the why actually... I was down. Sorry, go on. Oh, sorry. And I say I was just about to say, hence why I ended up down on the on the floor to begin with, because this goes on for much longer than it needs to, and it isn't very engaging. Well, one thing I think they mentioned, like the backstory from the uh, from an earlier episode um, with Eddie Ryan and Jack Swagger. Oh, it's from the uh, press conference in in Sheffield. In Sheffield, that's right. Yeah, they did the initial press conference a couple of um, weeks before the show started in Sheffield. So this is him coming back to it. Which I mean, I, I get why they did it, but at that point, wouldn't you do Eddie Ryan? Jack, Jake Hager in Sheffield instead. You would, yeah. Yeah, that'd make sense, wouldn't it? Oh, well. 
get ready for the uh, Limp Biscuit My Way video next week. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually a good match, this one. As much as Vegan Warrior looked like a bloody tool when he come out, mm. he was he worked perfectly fine with uh, with Mr. Ryan. I can't remember if I've seen him before either. I don't recall seeing him ever again. Who, Eddie Ryan? Was or... he on Tidal once? No, no, Marcus Burke. I've seen Eddie Ryan the last couple of bloody episodes now. Yeah. Marcus Burke, did he like do Tidal one time? Oh no, I, I just tried to remember if it was like another vegan wrestler, but that was bloody uh, what's his face? The really weird one who came out to Wuthering Heights that time. Oh, fucking Joseph Kafka. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't I, don't, I, don't, want him. I don't think I've ever seen this fella again. But no. three stars I give this match. I thought it was very good. Uh, I, I went two and a half. It, it was a perfectly fine match, worked well. It went on longer than it needed to. I felt like Eddie Ryan could have been a bit more dominant, but I think we just tried to go for more sympathetic, working from belief, getting out of sleep holes and all that sort of stuff, which is fine, but yeah. It doesn't look like your top start at the minute. No. Maybe another six weeks and he would have been, but um... <laughs> that won't happen. Mm, probably not. Next up, uh, the Brexit cast uh, with Flash Morgan Webster. Um, all them British flags in that ring. Fucking hell. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's embarrassing. So, so he, um, he has an interview set up, uh, which is due to be caught with Colt Cabana, but um, interrupted by the Masters of Cool, which is uh, Chris Masters and Carlito, um, who go on a bit, fucking hell, this is more bad might work by lazy Americans. And not 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 Masters, the other chap, who was yeah. known to be very lazy on every appearance he'd make in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Again, he sort of knew... He's got his money. He doesn't need to do fuck all here. Yeah, you just start making references, bloody, uh, bloody Carlitos Cabana, or whatever it's called, which mm. is a bloody, which was an awful segment back in the day. Uh, I never liked any of those bloody segments, if I remember rightly. And they tried to argue over how long it ran for as well. No one gave yeah, a shit. Yeah. No one cared. It was in that really weird dead period of WWE where people just started tuning out out of boredom. Like in that sort of like 2007 sort of like, uh, you, know, you, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. But yeah, I mean, bear in mind, Cali Tung and Chris Masters have been for faces as well for the last couple of weeks. So this is sort of like a heel term of sort of, they tried to, yeah, I mean, I think basically they needed some heels this week, everyone out of them. So here we go. Colt Cabana and Grado spoiler need an opponent. So there you go. So, yeah, we do eventually obviously get Colt Cabana out. And then Grado comes out, who's, you know, big star in British wrestling at this uh, at this time with ICW and like World of Sports as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, bear in mind, I've just tried to do a quick count in my head now. He's the only one who this card who will eventually appear at Wembley Stadium. So, is that correct yeah, now? Yeah, I think uh, Jake Hager never did. 
No, he, he never appeared, did he? I'm just trying to think who else is in AEW these days. Oh, no, RK, RKJ was on Wembley. Oh, he was, wasn't he? He, he? he sort of politely stayed out of the ring while all of his other brothers like, ran in as soon as they could to steal yeah. Paige's spotlight. Yeah, 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 okay. Hooligans later on, yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Fucking nice, honestly. So, uh, what did you think of this match? It, it, I did point a lot of a beat down on Grado, and then it's just waiting for the hot tag from Colt, Cabana, and, it, you know, it just ends up in a bit of a mix-up near the end. It's very paint-by-numbers stuff. Yeah, I've, I've already seen this match in the last two weeks that Masters of Call have wrestled as well. It's literally the same match over and over again. They're, they're basically going to guys that are back, okay, we, need to, we can go slow tonight, we could just do a Memphis House Show special do a couple of comedy spots regarding Grado's weight, even though he's not that big a lad. No, no, no. But but, but, but that's about it, really. Yeah, the very definition of sort of half-arse in it. I went 1.5. I I went just like 1.75 to 2. I I seem to always go two stars with Kalito and Chris Masters tag matches, as it turns out, so... But I want to say, I think this might be their last appearance, fingers crossed, so. Well, you'd hope, you'd hope so. They're probably costing a fortune and they maybe didn't want to fancy a holiday to Plymouth. No. I mean, in all fairness, so, I mean, Flood will be uh, paying for half of Christmas as their fare, so that's a saving at least. Well, certainly. So he probably, probably went to Marbella at this time with, with, with Flodder. For a bit of a cheap deal in February. Yeah, yeah, could have done. So um, the, the finish was Carlito spitting the apple at Masters. Cameron misses the Grado RKO, which picks up the win. Was what it was. Yeah, yeah. As I just checked back, I just checked by the way. This isn't the last time we see the Masters of Call. They are there for, for the Plymouth show. Oh well, another two star match incoming next time, folks. So next up, Chris, we go into the literal abyss, not the TMA <laughs> wrestler. Whoa, abyss. As we, we find out Jake Hager's mystery opponent, which turns out to be the Morecambe John Cena, Ryan Hunter, who must have come in the car with Greg Lambert. Um, for a yes. <laughs> well, so- I wonder what happened here. Well... We don't, we don't, we won't know because it wasn't on the version that's on uh, on Facebook. So the match mm-hmm. is what we miss here. Some humdingers. So Jake Hager versus Ryan Hunter in the five star title match. Joe Hendry versus Big Grizzly. And PJ mm-hmm. Black versus Flash Morgan Webster. So we're going to go with the magic of Chris's brain. Oh, God. Six year old really? memories. <laughs> if this is not a good idea, I'm about to say. Um, right, so if I remember all this correctly, so the Jake Hager Ryan Hunter match went down like a wet fart in a church. Yeah. Um, it was another one of those where, I mean, we're, I would find it more increasingly just of a t- televised version with the amount of like promos and all that shit going on, how they're really padding the time. And I if I remember this one correctly, and if anyone 
like literally you cannot read any reports online. I tried to like find something. I was hoping like Ian Hamilton had done like a report or something I could refer to, but like literally these matches do not exist anymore in any shape or form. But yeah, Hager retained. It was basically a squash match, but again, I think it went on for far too long. Uh, I, w- I want to say what should have been three minutes should went six minutes. It might have been longer than that. I want to say it went 10 when it should have gone five. Yeah. So that was that. And then up next, because you may have seen it on the screens. So I think there was a segment taped last week, conveniently, so we didn't have to pay the airfare again, of Dave Mastiff laying out Moose. Ah, so that was supposed I did, to happen. I did, I did put on my notes, like, oh, looks like we're not getting Dave Mastiff versus Moose. I, I think Moose was laid out and then, oh yeah, match isn't happening this week. We'll see what happens next week, which I shall have a quick look. Well, it's certainly not happening next time either. So yeah, there you go. So yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because Moose ends up in, in a eight-man tag next week instead for whatever reason. But, yeah, yeah, so that match doesn't happen either. So I think... Then I can't remember how, but I think Mastiff and Grizzly come out and do a promo. But and at this point, they start making comments. Um, they start uh, making um, comments towards Joe Hendry for comments that Joe Hendry made the week before that of them. Yeah, uh, how what happened with Nathan Cruz getting onto Joe Hendry the week before that for making comments about being unprofessional, like uh, having his ass burned off in TV, blah blah blah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Hendry and Big Grizzly, they had quite a quick match, in, in all fairness, because obviously Joe Hendry is commentating, so you don't want him to go on for that long. Yeah, and, and, and he got the victory there. Nothing really sprang to mind in terms of memory. And then PJ Black versus Flash Morgan Webster is the one I re- literally can't remember a single thing about it. I can't remember who won that one. Was that was that PJ Black? Yeah, the, Yeah, the Brits never win. No, I mean, I can. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, it was like we did mention it in a segment uh, with a bloody Brexit cast, but the way like Flash Morgan Webster just like basically refused to get involved as well has been made to be a right bloody cowardly chump in these five star shows. So, yeah, if I was PJ Black, it wouldn't work for me either, brother, and I'd have to go over. So, yeah, I I literally cannot remember anything. On paper, it looks okay, but also, in theory, I get the impression it wasn't as good as it sounds. No. I, I, I get feel I get it was a three-star special. Yeah. It, Pete, I think we've said a number of times, PJ Black's just... He's a two-and-a-half-star wrestler every time. He is, yeah. It's basically one where you think he's exciting... But when you try to remember the stuff you've done, you remember that's just what Angelico did in Lucha Underground. Other than that, it's just really boring. And Angelico was like, <laughs> take, away <laughs> jumping, take, take away jumping off a building and also the uh, Fight Club Pro match against Zack Sabre Jr. Fucking, he's scratching around, aren't yeah. God, that was a good match, wasn't it? Fucking hell. Say, I'm, I'm just I'm reminiscing about Fight Club Pro shows. To, to, to go with a bloody old Laguero talk later on just to get myself cancelled tonight. Great. <laughs> anyway, we re- actually return on the um, 
on the um, feed that we've got with um, kid fights gang uh, stripping whilst they get interrupted by Zach and Roy Knight, the hooligans who were mm. getting ready for their match against uh, Max Money for the tag team titles. Now, here's another thing with like Ricky Knight Jr. earlier. Roy and Zach Knight of um, of what's it nowadays? Different, different, different blokes, aren't they? Compared to what they look like when they with with the hooligans. I yeah, think it, days when they were just eating shit, drinking all the time. You look at them now; fucking fantastic work that they put in. Yeah, it, it all fairs to. I think. It was about this time when, like, Fight for My Family came out and we realised, oh, hang on a minute, you know, we could actually make some connections, we could actually make a good go of it here. You, you know what, well, Chris? Well, well, still being typical nights, of course, but... Chris, you would have never known that fight with my family was was coming out because Greg Lambert mentions it every pissing five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but but I need to know who's which production company who's involved with it because I, I won't know otherwise. I, I need to know. It could have been The Rock, I think. Uh, it might have been The Rock. Or, or it could have been The Rock. If only Greg Lambert would tell us whether or not The Rock was producing it or not. <laughs> Supposedly Vince what? Vaughn were playing Jake the Snake Roberts. It weren't. He was playing Hugh Morris. <laughs> Bit of a come down yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. And this, so this was at the time when the hooligans were maybe... One of the top teams in PCW, they, they were always mm. getting used there, and you know I always enjoyed them. But they did have a style of match where it would always turn into a brawl, and they didn't seem to give their opponents a lot. It just felt no. like working our match. Do as we say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I think there was a reason why. They never really got booked in the cool places at the time, shall we Red, say. Red Pro maybe booked them. They, they tried. Twice, didn't yeah. they? And they didn't. Just didn't gel because they just wanted to do like their match over, over and over again. And in all fairness, it's a weird one because like the UK hooligans are like one where I saw them very early on. They, they wrestled on the, a show at Grinsby Central Hall that I went to. In about 2013, with Sabu the main event randomly. Right, bloody hell! About like, against Sabu. No, they weren't. Sabu was just against two really unfortunate trainees in a cage. It was an absolute shit show. Fucking hell! <laughs> Especially when um, Sabu, like, he managed to get a chair in the cage, but like the way it was laid out, the cage was basically a foot between the ring apron and the cage, and the chair just fell out for the ring completely, and he was out of. And it was out of like ideas, basically. So just beat the shit out of these two guys for a little while. They just pinned them and just stormed off. Right. Wow. And, and then the uh, promoter came out and cut a promo on how he, how Sabu's a piece of shit, and the real stars of the show, the guys in the ring, and the guys who eat each other every week or what have you. And but yeah, but yeah. But before just for that match, yeah, the Hooligans were also in a tag team cage match. Can't remember who against in all fairness. It was such a long time ago, and it was before I was really into British wrestling. But even back then, like the crowd were into them. I, I will say that, like mm. mainly young kids, still but a lot. They did were like, ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah, who, 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 hooligans, who, who, hooligans, yeah. And and uh, chant of let's get mental, I think, was the fair one as well. 
Yeah, it was. I, I, I felt with them, they would have been good on World of Sport. What, the newer version? The newer version. I think they could have been a good throwback. But again, yeah. this is if World of Sport was a bit more actual World of Sport rested and less basically gladiators in, in an ITV studio, which is what yeah. we we're going for at the time. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought they would have been quite good at that, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, the opponents um, were Max Money, Charlie Sterling and Adam Matstead, who, you know, we've spoke about a lot on this show. And, mm. you know, they, they look a very good, very good team. They do. This is like one of two things Five Star did really well, which was uh, bringing these two together as a tag team. They, they're a natural fit, and I'm surprised because they've never tagged outside of Five Star, have they? Not really, from what I can recall. I don't think they did, no. They maybe had done something in OTT, like with Matt I was just thinking over there. With... I was just thinking, were they... Was it them to another one in? Was it for Rapture they were called or something? Maybe like Gibson. Like Gibson were it was Gibson. Yeah. 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 Now we make sure they did do that. Yeah. Decent trio, in all fairness. But yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Like, even now, I'm surprised I've not gone, oh, well, well, we'll give this a go again. Yeah. Yeah. Proper shame. But no, it was a it was a good tag team match, but it's sort of what you expect from a hooligans. Hooligans tag. It, it's very much a hooligans match. I'll be honest, I think it was much needed on five star because I feel like every single match is sort of just like a two and a half to three star sort of walk going through the motions. At least this was the hooligans version going through the motions, but at least it was something a bit different. So I actually appreciate this match quite a lot just to mix things up. Yeah. Uh, Sterling won with the uh, handful of tights. Uh, fundamentally, yeah. all right. Two yeah, points. it was. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't a freestyle match. In all fairness, yeah. for, for wrestling, uh, unless the wrestling happened in that black void, it wasn't actually a really good show for the wrestling. This one. Yeah, yeah. No, t- the, there is some all right stuff. Here. I think it's mainly the promos. What you know, send this down like a dark. Yeah, alley, right. Next up, we have Sol Calval in the promo bog with uh, Nathan Cruz. We do find out a great line from Nathan Cruz. From head to toe, I'm a pro. Good line. I, I'll try not to do a piss take of a whole accent, considering I live here now. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not booked tonight. I'll go have a word with my agent, Dave. He does look good in a suit. I will give him that, Nathan Cruz. Always, always the professional. He's always not the part, in my opinion. Uh, I do think it's a shame he didn't really get his chance at NXT UK, um, given the circumstances, you know, uh, because he failed his medical, I believe. But I've, I always thought he deserved a fair shake. I always thought he was quite underrated. He wasn't yeah. the coolest dresser in the world. And I know he got a bit of shit online where he got announced as Super Strong Star 16 last year, which I thought was quite unfair because I think I've I've always thought it was like a great wrestler, like maybe a Randy Orton type, shall we say. Yeah. A bit of a pro's pro, but he also wrestled just a bit different to a lot of the other guys, which just meant that 
you know, when he came to start so much as he had, it was a bit different than what we're used to seeing on like a bit rest scene. So, yeah, no, I, I, I've, I've always enjoyed his work. So, after Nathan Cruz and the promo bog, we have a promo hype video for five star wrestling coming to an arena near you soon. Well, two more arenas. <laughs> bit of a waste of money, this hype video, then. Yep. Oh, I, I, I let me just find these dates. I, I think I've got it on the screen because we're what about this the, uh, in another episode, weren't we? So this is interesting. Yeah, so because uh, I've never literally seen uh, a couple of these arenas before. So, so we've got Plymouth and Belfast, obviously. Yeah. Then we've got Aberdeen on the eighth, and then this, they have a week. They, they were going to have a week off on March eighteenth anyway, which was weird. Ooh, that, yeah. that that could have been something like um, like I reviewed UWA and Transatlantic Wrestling Challenge, and they'd have a week off and just use it as a recap show of everything that's happened. And that so makes it might, sense. Might have been might have been that oh they've got a big angle for that Aberdeen show, and then see you in two weeks. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, filming multiple shows, I know we have it an hour a week makes far more sense instead of going through three hours every Thursday, but there you go. But yeah, we've got, so this confirms the, what we were saying earlier on. So Aberdeen from the 8th, Manchester on the 22nd, Leeds on the 29th. Now, 5th of April for Birmingham, Gentle Arena. I don't think I've ever seen that Birmingham date before, so it was all right. Then a week off around Easter time, 19th, back at the Dundee Ice Arena, 26th of April at Silver Blades, High Serena, then 10th of May, so already another break for Melt Point Arena in Cardiff. And that would have been the last show. And that, that was the last show on that current slate, but they would have announced more dates if it even got there. So. so probably Big Grizzly would have been the heavyweight champion by the end, or uh, Flash Morgan Webster fitting, yeah, for the, probably. fitting for the Cardiff market. Yeah. And- Anywho, um, let's go into the um, the main event now. The one you've all been waiting for. It's been built up over two weeks. Mm. <laughs> as, as we have a tag team action with Rampage Brown and Liverpool's number one, Zach Gibson, facing the tag team name of It Doesn't Work For Me, Brother, um, yeah. not Van Damme and Rey Mysterio Jr., it can we talk about this amazing sort of like entrance beforehand with the fire girls again? Oh, fucking hell. RVD was so fascinated with fire dancers that he wanted to light his blunt on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if uh, the girls were supposed to be there, out there that early because they then wander off to the back again. Then someone, probably Dan Hinkle's going, No, you've got to go back out there for Ray Mysterio. Then back out, we sheepishly come and start waving things about again as Ray makes his entrance as well. Incredible stuff. Nothing but professionalism here at Five Star Wrestling. Um, Rob Van Dam, I think we mentioned before, uh, using his uh, great TNA theme at full blast. Yes. You could hear all the uh, the lyrics to this. I bet you were, I bet you were dancing to this one in the uh, Fly DSA. I, it sounded so good on those sort of shonky uh, uh, Sheffield Arena speakers. This match up anyway, Chris. Um, 
it was an all right, it was a good back and it, forth match, but you knew that Yanks and Evan getting pinned. Yeah, it was fine, but after after all this lot, and it seems to be every single week in a row where it doesn't work for the Americans, but they're there for the do a fuck finish of this time. It just uh for reasons uh, Charlie Sterling and Mac, Adam Maxted running. It's basically a no contest, and that's that. Uh, have you noticed, by the way? So, for those keeping score at home, um, the only Americans to do a job so far to a British guy has been Chris Masters twice, I think it is. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else literally refuses to do the job on us. It's to an, another American because I think. Only John Morrison against Jake Hager has actually taken a fall elsewhere. It's, so, yeah, this was just, it was a match. It's basically Dan Inkles just like, ah, yeah, just bowing down to the Americans. It's just felt like it was, that yeah. for four weeks. I feel like if we're just trying to, like, give it another week, uh, like uh, have it sail down the river a bit more, and hopefully the Americans come round and actually put one of the guys over. But they're not doing that. No, no, no. Twenty thousand pound booking fee, and yeah, let's fuck with it. Fuck with this fucking mark. One noticeable thing, anyway, from the post-match um, beatdown ang- slash angle was Rob Van Dam forgetting that Grado is a goodie and promptly boots him in the face. <laughs> Colt Cabana oh, said, Edward- "What the fuck have you done?" Polka everyone was howling. Out. Yeah, everybody was howling, just like, what the fuck have you just done? Just like, you just couldn't even keep track of like the main main guy. So like, obviously Zach Gibson then gets to call promo to the camera saying, look what happens when you sign up for the Americans, don't even remember who you are. You get kicked to the face. <laughs> it, I, I think Gregredo's brought it up on um, on his podcast, Wrestling Daft, before. It's, it, it's funny when you remember it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was a pretty glorious moment. Uh, next, in a encapsulation of what Five Star Wrestling has been so far, and a bunch of Americans who don't even remember who they're facing, just kicking whoever in the face doesn't work for them, brother. So there you go. Um, that's Five Star Wrestling Sheffield yeah. edition done with. Um. What did you think overall, Chris? Did it bring back good memories? I think it, it did bring back good memories. I'll be honest, though. I when I went to see it live, I actually really enjoyed myself. It was it was a good evening. I think it's because I hadn't been to a big big uh, wrestling uh, like arena show in a long time at this point, so it was like a lot different to. The rest we were doing weekend in, weekend out for, for a few yeah. years beforehand. So like the atmosphere was was nice. And I, I actually enjoyed this as a show at the time. Well, acknowledging that it was weirdly promo heavy at the beginning, and then they were sort of like just going match after match after match towards the end. Watching it back now, I actually thought it was probably the weakest of the shows so far. Um with, with with last time being a big contender as well, but I think they're starting. It's quite obvious that we're now starting to struggle to fill three hours when they can't really build up much because they basically centralise everything around 
the, the Americans who basically don't want to play ball, so they just don't know what to do with the time, basically. Yeah, it's um, it's sort of run into a formula now. I do, I do feel about about the Americans. Yeah. I think we we properly noticed it last week. Uh, the last last episode. I mean, last week yeah. is in time of this show. Um, that you know, you know, you know, especially Ray Mysterio. You think you know? Everyone says he's the nicest one of the nicest people you can ever meet as a as a wrestler. Just not wanting to put anyone over. I think Zach Gibson alludes to that in um, his promo when he's, you know, when yeah. he's on Page Brown's got him down. He said, "Oh, you only want to do what you want to do and what have you." Um, but in his position, as I said earlier on, you just can't blame him. Though it was literally just in Royal Rumble. If he starts taking jobs, uh, uh, in theory, his asking price goes down and down as. Some might say, "Oh, yeah, well, you're on the decline because you're out on the indie circuit, just being pinned by anyone," which again yeah. isn't really fair on Zach Gibson whatsoever. Because I mean, it could still happen, but in in, in another reality, Gibson's one of the biggest stars in the world right now. Unfortunately, just get kept getting stuck underneath bloody Jim Smallman booking him. Hence, why he's only just gone back onto the indie circuit now to try and like sort of find himself. Um, but yeah, it's it's odd because. This is very much New Blood versus Millionaires Club in that the yeah. faces of the heels have, have a wrong way round. But it's because the guys like the, the Americans, the veterans, whatever you want to call them, are so well respected. I mean, you know, you're not going to boo them anyway, so it's a bit of a pointless task. And I think if I was in Dan Hinkle's position, I would have pivoted away from this sort of thing quite quickly. Yeah, I, th- I think I do feel though that that's probably what a lot of mark promoters do. Yeah. In the end, and it's a formula that I don't, I, no one will ever get away from. Like one um, PW, they they did the same thing. They did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite quite a lot. We just sort of like sort of sort of get influenced about oh well, the big names are a bit, the you know, they can take us places, and and they don't give a shit. No, the hell, you know. Like we're, we're literally in an industry where there's reports of people in AEW who are like, doesn't work for me, brother, because all that ever matters to me is WWE. And when you got something of a size of AEW, you got problems like that. Then five star wrestling never had a never had a chance to deal with personalities like this. No. Not one. So um, next time we're um, going to Sunny Plymouth, the Plymouth Pavilions. In Plymouth, Devon, on the twenty second of February, uh, twenty eighteen. So this is what we've got to look forward to, Chris. This is WrestleMania X Seven of Five Star yep. Wrestling. So the dark matches are Matty Mayhem versus Mark Flash Morgan Webster. Oh, good to see him again. Okay, then fair enough. El Ligero and Jody Fleisch against the Filth. I've never heard of a filth. Uh, Chris, Chris Walker and Dick Riley, who's now Nick Riley, the tag team partner of Charlie Sterling in progress. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. I thought I heard of him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Mark Aston oh, for the Tapper Snap title. First appearance. Oh, I forgot Matt Riddle, Riddle appears. Oh, God. The Masters of Cool versus the UK Hooligans. Yep. 
Five-star title, number one contendership gauntlet match. Eddie Ryan, Big Grizzly, Dave Mastiff, Marcus Burke, H.C. Drake and Tim Wiley. H.C. Drake and Tim Wiley are actually on the main show. Fucking hell, the pre-shows uh, invaded. It's like when NXT invaded Monday Night Raw that time. Good grief. <laughs> Um, five star wrestling tapper snap number one contendership beat the clock um, match BT gun against Nathan <laughs> Cruz. Um, we have an eight man tag with Great Old Moose, Rey Mysterio, and Rob Van Dam versus the Brits. Adam Match said Charlie Sterling, Rampage Brown, and Zach Gibson. Oh, I wonder who wins that one. Yeah, I wonder. Don't work for them, brother. Number one contendership beat the clock. Five-star wrestling tapper snap title. Number one contenders match. Joey Axel against Ricky Knight Jr. Oh, okay. Uh, and one thing I will say here. Does the five, does the number one contender, the two number one contenders, do they get their title shot the week after? Oh, I can't remember. I'm going to say no. The answer to your question is no. <laughs> no. Does someone else get a title shot instead? Um, well, something happens with one of the titles uh, where someone, where two people who are not the champion fight over a title. Oh, okay. Well, I look forward to that in Northern Ireland where it's glorious weather. And uh, the main event is obviously the big one. Stone Cold, Stone Cold Eddie Ryan. This is The Rock, Jake Hager. Yep. Uh, can't wait. But this is always Big, fondly of a generation. Good, it's fondly remembered as a good show. This one. It is, yes, because when they shut down, they started saying, "Oh yeah, we're really making strides for that Plymouth show." People actually showed up. We'll turn the corner and it all went to shit because of a snow in Belfast. Spoilers. Yeah, so this one is quite fondly remembered. I think critically acclaimed is probably a strong term for it, but yeah, this is the high point uh, by a lot of people's standards. Yeah. So there you go. That's uh, that's what me and Chris have got to uh, look forward to next time. But as ever, Chris, what do you want to plug? Well, I'll plug Cinemortuary, my horror podcast, as normal. Uh, we've just done a 150th episode uh, last week. It came out, which covered for 1978 Dawn of the Dead, which somehow we hadn't done before. And then coming up, uh, we've got a review of Silent Hill Revelation coming out on Sunday, followed by a really big one for me, because it's in one of my top 10 films of all time. In a couple of weeks' time, it's Twin Peaks Firewalk with me which we've already recorded, and in my opinion, is probably the best episode I've ever done anyway, of, of any of any podcast. It's just me marking out for Twin Peaks for two hours. It's quite amazing. Even better than being stuck in an airport, Chris. Fucking hell. Can't believe it's it. It's up man. there. It's absolutely up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where can we follow you anyway on the, any Social media. Uh, it's I don't know. I'll keep track these days. Uh, at Fulson on Twitter, X, whatever it's called. And at Chris Wilson.xyz on Blue Sky. 
if that's still a thing, I don't know. Probably not. No fucker uses it. No. Um, you can follow me at Oggy Part Three on Twitter. Uh, follow this podcast at GCP Podcast One on Twitter. Um, as ever, you can uh, go and listen back to our reviews of Mega Slam, um, also True Grit Wrestling, and the one um, Chris was on of uh, Tidal Wrestling in Huddersfield, where he's mm. promised I'm not going back to Huddersfield to watch wrestling for quite a long while. A long time, again. I'd give it another two years. Uh, and coming up, well, in the in the next month or so, we've got the first episode um, of Muck uh, with Matty Edwards, which is going to be chronicling the one-month feud of Triple H versus Kane over Katie Vick. Oh, my word. <laughs> I, I've, done, I've done literally done the full playlist of going through episodes of Raw with, like, promos, the matches... Yeah, it well, it doesn't even last a month. It lasts about two weeks, but people still remember it as a horrid moment in time. I I distinctly remember that was when I stopped watching Raw full-time. It, it, I took about an 18-month break from um, watching it every single week uh, as a routine. I, I'd, like, I'd still tune in, but... If that was the point where I was just like, eh, I'd, I'd rather just E-Fed instead if I'd be a wrestling fan. Yeah. And um, just um, to plug the the other podcast, um, the FWA pod, uh, Nothing and Like It. Uh, we just recently um, released episode four of that, uh, which is going through the, um, the probable start of the old school versus the new school feud in um, FWA, so you can follow that at FWA pod on Twitter and go and search nothing and like it on all good podcast platforms. So there you go, that's the plugs out of the way with. Thanks as ever, Christopher. It's been a been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Pleasure as always. See you next time on that Brit Rest TV show in Plymouth. Thank you, everyone, and goodbye.